I don't know, Ryan. I'm starting to have second thoughts. Come on, dude. We've been through this before. I've tested and retested everything. Nothing can go wrong. Usually when someone says nothing can go wrong, it often does. Poetic earthlings. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. So you made her look different, right? I mean, she doesn't look like Jenny? I made sure of it. Would she recognize that I'm her husband? Ryan took a slow drink of his whiskey, glanced around the pub before responding. Put it this way, she'll know you more than you know yourself. Malik flipped through some old wedding photos. There was one of her standing radiant in her white dress. Another showed their rings exchanged. Third page was the kiss. Fourth page was their friends and family celebrating as they walked down the aisle. I pronounce you husband and wife. Let me kiss your bride. They were supposed to have babies and grow old together, but plans changed. Only if these photos could bring her back to life, so he could hold her hand, touch her face, and say, I'm sorry. The doorbell rang. At 12 p.m. sharp, I'm coming. A silver box stood outside of his door with an instruction manual. Malik, what you have in your possession is the most advanced human replica. Based on your psychological disposition, I made sure she's compatible. Malik wheeled the box inside. How do you open this thing? There was no latch, bolt, or button. He returned to the manual. You're probably trying to figure out how to open it, right? I made it easy. Just say Celeste. The door slowly slid open. Hello, Malik. Standing in front of him was the human replica, with smooth brown skin and soft piercing eyes. Um, uh... He stumbled over his words, looked at her features from head to toe. She was flawless. He went back to the manual. Celeste is a self-learning human replica. Her voice and responses will improve over time. Malik wasn't into computers. He could barely set the time on his VCR. Yeah, he still has one of those. And his chunky cell phone can only make calls. How pathetic. Celeste's dark skin and fitted suit accentuated every curve. Her silver earrings, her meticulously braided hair, each facet of her design was intrinsically woven. She walked around the room, observing and absorbing. Arms and legs moved like water, not rigid or mechanical. He allowed her to take her time as her fingers grazed the paintings on the wall. She paused and looked 
at the painting of the sun setting in the horizon. One step to the right was a lady in the middle of a desert. An approving smile spread across her face. Jenny was the artist. He couldn't draw if his life depended on it. After her death, he thought of removing them. The memories were too painful, but the guilt of removing them would be unbearable. The Great Sahara. She pointed and stared at him. You painted it. She returned to the oil paintings and studied each one. A gym sock laid on the floor. Without missing a beat, she picked it up. Malik, how many times have I told you about your socks? She held it at the tip of her fingers, rolled her eyes, and continued pacing. That's what Jenny would say. She finally walked over and sat beside him, crossed her long sculpted legs, and fixed her hair. Malik gripped the arm of the sofa, cleared his throat, and tried without avail to avoid her eyes. They say robots are absent of a soul. But when he stared into her eyes, he saw her humanity. What's wrong, darling? It looks like you saw a ghost. Just happy to see you. What's the box for? He couldn't tell her the truth, so he made up some bogus story. Got you an early birthday present. She smiled, just like Jenny used to, and placed her head in his lap. Does she even know who she is? The next morning, he smelt toast and eggs, went downstairs to his breakfast. Eggs were scrambled with onions and green peppers, exactly the way Jenny used to make it. Coming home from work, he found the house vacuumed, dusted, and placed in order. Even his socks and underwear were meticulously folded. She even organized his vintage records and cassette tapes, just like Jenny did. Evening was spent watching old movies and laughing together. Leave him alone, Miss Elsa. You bad luck to him. Play it once, Sam. For all time's sake, play as time goes by. They reminisced about their first apartment and paying way too much for their cheap old car. Sometimes she fell asleep in his arms. He held her close, caressed her soft skin, and touched her face. Malik had desires just like any man, but the soft blue flashing light underneath her braids snapped him back to reality. Guilt set in when he thought about Jenny. He shouldn't have snooped into her diary, and he shouldn't have taken things to the next level. However, the stuff she revealed in those pages can drive any man crazy.
he tried to forget about his ex-wife by downing another glass of whiskey. Celeste added lime and other ingredients. Do you like it? What's there not to like? This is the best drink I've ever had. Malik was enjoying his lavished breakfast, clean clothes, and his evening whiskey. Celeste was everything he wanted in a wife. If only Jenny was more like Celeste, surely he wouldn't have done what he did. Another evening, another shot of whiskey. Remember our trip to Bora Bora? Wait, what trip to Bora Bora? Is Celeste creating false memories? He nodded his head, took a few more gulps as she spoke about a place they never visited. She switched off the bedroom lights and curled up next to him. His manly desires took over. He gently touched her back, her shoulders, and pulled himself closer. He noticed the flashing blue light on the back of her head and lost all desire. Malik tossed and turned. The ceiling spun and his mind raced a mile a minute. Celeste laid perfectly still. No signs of life. Not even a breath. Do robots sleep? He seldom thought of her as a robot or life replica. In the past couple of months, she has become the most real thing in his life. He stumbled out of bed with a pounding headache, made it to the kitchen and popped a pill. Sporadic headaches were intensifying for the past two weeks. He cited Jenny's old diary at the bottom of the bookshelf. Last time he opened it was one month before her death. Why did I open it? Jenny would still be alive if he didn't snoop around. His old-fashioned answering machine flashed. Please leave a message at the time. Thanks for calling. Malik, it's your buddy Ryan. I've been out of town for a while. How's it going with Celeste? I knew you would like her. As I said in the manual, she will improve over time. She's not perfect, but neither are humans. We all have our bugs. She may mention events that never happened. That's one of the bugs in the system. But don't worry, I'm working on it. And the flashing blue light on the back of her head is the self-awareness indicator. It can be off-putting, but I'm working on that as well. If you need anything else, do not hesitate to call. Catch you later. He flipped through the diary. Most of it was mundane. Complaints about her job and the tedious promises to turn her oil paintings into a business. The juicy stuff, if you want to call it that, was at the back. Dear Diary, I love my husband, but he's not always there for me. Another entry. Dear Diary, I've found my soulmate. He's everything I wanted in Malik. Another entry. Dear Diary, he took me out to the most expensive restaurant in town. We danced under the stars. You guessed it, 
another entry. Dear Diary, I want to leave my husband. I can't stay committed to a loveless marriage. These were the entries that sent him over the edge. Most men would simply sign for divorce and go on with their lives. But Malik wasn't like most men. Rather than confronting the issues, he replaced her daily prescription pills. You suck. The new ones caused delirium and hallucination. Where am I? Nothing serious. He just wanted to teach her a lesson. He wasn't prepared to find her lifeless body face down in the shower. Police reports said she lost her balance and summed it up as a freak accident. Malik knew the truth. Airline tickets bookmarked the last page. I've never seen this before. Bora Bora was written on it. Remember our trip to Bora Bora? He looked at the first names. Jenny and Ryan. Ryan? He called him. This is Ryan. I'm busy building the future, so please leave your message. I found airline tickets to Bora Bora. You and Jenny's name is on it. Uh, call me back. I, I need some answers. Ceiling and furniture continued to spin. The thought of his best friend and his former wife made him sick. The scent of French toast sprung him out of bed. Celeste, as usual, was in the kitchen preparing breakfast. He noticed her black skirt, the same one Jenny used to wear, and she hummed the same melody Jenny used to sing. I made your favorite. What is she talking about? This is not my favorite. He looked at his plate and back at her. She poured him some whiskey. It looks like you have a lot on your mind. This will help. He stirred the whiskey and hesitated. She bit her bottom lip. Jenny used to do the same thing when she was hiding something. You mentioned Bora Bora last night. She stood still and processed the information, calculated every detail before responding. Do you like my dress? Malik took a sip of the whiskey. His head started to spin. It only took a few pills. What do you mean? He staggered to his feet and walked to the cabinet. A few pills. That's all it took for you to kill me. Jenny, I'm sorry. I knew you were cheating and I wanted to teach you a lesson. I didn't want to kill you. He managed to grab the gun from the cabinet. We could have worked it out or you could have filed for divorce. You made your choice. Gun wobbled in his hand. There was no clear shot. 
At this stage, you're starting to hallucinate. Your heartbeat is sporadic and your body is overheating. Do you have any final words before your demise? He dropped to the floor. Everything went dark. He heard a cell phone. Hi, sweetheart. I took care of the problem. What about we take another trip to Bora Bora? Replacement Wife Written and produced by York Campbell Ryan, the Robotech engineer, was performed by Alex. He's also the host of the podcast Time for Your Hobby. Celeste, the human replica, was performed by Sean Tay, and she's the host of the podcast Call to Action. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, look no further than Blueberry. That's the host that I'm with. Uh, Blueberry, by the way, is not the way that you think Blueberry should be spelt. Blueberry spelt B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. So once you go there to their site, Blueberry.com, you can enter the promo code FIRSTEARTHLING and get your first month free so you can see if podcasting is right for you. Excellent. Also, if you want to support everything that I do here at Poetic Earthlings, then please buy me a coffee. You could do that. It's very easy. All you need to do, you just need to go over to the website, buy me a coffee slash Poetic Earthlings. Let me write that down. And you could give per episode or uh, if you become a member, then I'll give you extra bonus content. So that's buy me a coffee slash poetic earthlings. Got it. Thank you to Tiffany C. Lewis from Rebellious Lit. The writing community on Twitter as well. Thank you for continuing to retweet messages and promote the show as well. And thank you to my big brother Elvis. If you want to see really cool remote control cars and drones and remote control boats as well, then look no further than my brother's YouTube channel. You could catch him on Toronto RC. Thank you for everyone that took the time to listen to this episode. Once again, thank you, Alex, from the Time for Your Hobby podcast. Thank you, Shante, for your help on this episode as well. All of their links is available on my website, poeticearthlings.com, so you can check out their shows as well. Well, that's it for me. Remember, show compassion to your fellow human. And I'll talk to you soon.